What up, everybody? It's your man, Bill Bellamy. This is Top Billing, the number one podcast in the country for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. I will never let you down when it comes to these episodes. We always bringing you special guests and conversation that's engaging, entertaining, and also insightful. Today, I have a wonderful young talent in the game, producer, entrepreneur, HBCU representative Mo House in the building. Let's talk about it. But I want you to introduce my top billing audience to Stephen Dr. Love, everybody. Make some noise in the building. Talk, man. Welcome to the show, bro. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> he was like, he, when you came in, you was like, damn, man, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah You worked yeah. hard for it, baby. No, I appreciate that, man. I damn sure did. But <laughs> but also, man, like, we got to give you your flowers, dog. Like, Thank you. I'm sure everybody tell you, you know, quote your other filmography, but my favorite is Cousin Skeeter, dog. Ah, you the Cousin, Cousin Skeeter. Skeeter. Cousin Skeeter man. That's my generation, yes, man. Yes, sir. Nickelodeon. I think we was fly. Yeah. <laughs> Cousin Skeeter, uh, that project was just so much fun because I had never had an opportunity to do a project that yeah. was for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I got a chance to uh, put my personality in a puppet, which yeah. worked out. And people end up finding out I was Cousin Skeeter later. Same, I did. You, you found out I later? Did, yeah, yeah. You was like, later. you ain't know I who was it was. I man when I figured <laughs> it out. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome yeah. to the show, Steven. And it is a pleasure to have you, man. Uh, you remind me of another young, talented guy, you know, d- director Calmatic. That's my dog. And what I love about yeah. you guys is you guys are young, you guys are visionaries, and you are in the storytelling business. How did you get started being a producer and writer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the, the producing came from being in the country, South Carolina. Uh-huh. You know, we they, there was like an after school program that taught us how to use handy cams and uploaded the iMovie. And uh, I fell in love with it doing that. And then, and then honestly, I, I've always been a hustler. So I was like, how do I make money doing this? Right. Not like in the future, but like at 12. Right you now. Know what I'm saying? Like at right 12. Now, at 12. <laughs> so, so I just started like a videography company, man, and mm. filming my dad's church services and whatever I could get my hands on and selling them. Low key bootlegging the sermons. You know what I mean? Selling yeah, y'all want to get Jesus? You can watch him hey, tonight. You, know what you could make the service. Anytime you want him, you right on time. Right. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you got $10, you can get a tape. Um, so that was the, that was the vibe. But but yeah, man, I just um, I fell in love with it and, and it just kind of evolved into you know going to Morehouse, study business, not film. We didn't have a film program at, at that point, but we helped start one while I was there and then uh, went to SC for grad school. And I've been at it ever since. I came to LA and I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make it else. I'm going back to the farm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that LA thing, man. You know, a lot of us have been inspired. Me, I myself, I always thought like where this is where all the stars are, are come mm-hmm. from all over the world to be here. And this is where the movies get made. Yeah. Uh, this is where they make the commercials and the videos and yeah. stuff. So you this is like the Super Bowl of what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. And so when you when you got here, what was the first thing you wanted to do? Like, Ooh. oh man, just be honest. Tell me what's the first thing you I wanted mean, to do. It's gonna be this is real black of me, but okay. I wanted to go to Roscoe's. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I was like, I got, I got him pulling the Roscoe's. That's on point though. Yeah, I, I was like, what Roscoe and the swap beat. And the yeah, swap beat, because I didn't know what it. it was. I didn't either. I just heard about it in songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Early Nipsey Hustle, all that. I was like, I hear about the swap meet in that music. Like, I gotta go pull up. Yeah. Roscoe, like, that's the move. So what was your what was yeah. one of the first things that you did that you were like, okay, this is this is proof that I'm meant to do this? What was the first yeah, thing? Yeah, I think the first thing, honestly, was uh, it was my freshman year of Morehouse. It was okay. right after that. Uh, I was trying to find an internship. And, you know, when you first getting out of the country, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then you go to the big city, which for me was Atlanta at that time, 
you thinking if I'm gonna do an internship, it's gotta be some big place, it's gotta be real fancy or whatever. And and I applied to a bunch of stuff and everybody said, Oh, you're too young, like you're not ready yet, you gotta wait till you're a junior. And then uh there was this one joint in in South Carolina for South Carolina educational television. Wow. And I kind of felt like I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to SE, I'm going to ETV. Like that ain't really what I was hoping. That ain't like the studio studio. Right. But man, it was a blessing. I got there. And they just really didn't have time to dig into this, this like civil rights documentary thing they wanted to do as like a segment of a bigger doc. And they're like, hey, you, hey, intern, you can try it out, like work, do some research, whatever. And by the time they were able to free up and come back to me, I had already done all the research. Yes. I, had, I had booked the interviews. I had talked to people. I'm like, yeah, so we shoot on this day, that day. They're like, what you mean we shoot? I'm like, we ain't, we ain't sanctioned that. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? But... But I had already done the work, and, and ultimately they made me a, a associate producer on that as an intern. You Putting know the I mean? pieces together, and, and, that, and yeah, so. and that's what I want people to know too. As uh, there's so many elements behind the scenes that contribute to the success of a film or a TV show, mm -hmm. or even a short, or or even just yeah. a, the making of a video, right? Mm -hmm. um, being a producer is really a a managerial kind of job. Mm -hmm. You you are like grabbing all the pieces, the talent, you're mm -hmm. finding the information, uh, you're hiring uh, the camera guys, uh, the, the, the DPs. You're like, okay, I want to work with this guy. He, he did a great job on this. He, I, I got a vision for how I want my movie or, or, or my film to look, mm -hmm. right? Um, who are some of the people that you, inspired you at this point in your career to want to be a producer or, man. you know, cause I could see you directing and doing everything too. <laughs> I see you, I see man, it's, it's, all, it's right there. Man, I you know it's crazy you say that. People have told me that I have no interest in doing anything other than producing. Mm -hmm. But you know, God's plan might not might not be that. It right. might be different. So, but but um, but I mean, as far as inspiration, it was early early days. It was um, this guy named Larry Terman, who mm -hmm. who rest in peace just passed away a few a few a uh, few weeks ago. Uh, but Larry produced The Graduate. He produced American History X, and he's got a bunch of other movies that are like that. You know, and The Thing, that horror movie. He's had like some classic hits. But my favorite of those that he made was uh was a uh, booty call. <laughs> he produced that joint, and I was like, and, and he was like, oh yeah, I was, and that in Kingdom Come, like he's an old, you know, ninety something year old, you know, white brother, but he he made those movies too, and and I told him like, man, you don't realize like, booty call was actually about like promoting safe sex, you know what I mean? Right. Like it was a funny way to do it, you know. And so uh, and Kingdom Come is my mama's favorite movie, so you get the, you get the points for that. But he wrote this book called So You Want to Be a Producer that I read. That's what led me to come to USC for the producing program right. as he ran that program. Uh, but him and then uh, Will Packer, you know, that was one of my first internships when he was still at Rainforest in Atlanta. Wow. You know? Will is such a good dude. Yeah, man. I was intern with Will and, and uh, Devon Franklin. Like, I just, I bugged him like crazy on the, on the, on the email, you know, trying to get in. Tell him, <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm coming to LA. Like, hey, I'm hey, black. Let me tap out. in. Let me tap in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, man, him and Charles King, like, it's a bunch of people like that who really, you know, you know, took took me under their wings when I first got to LA and 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 uh and let me, you know, just come and sit at their feet and learn. But the thing I feel from you right now is it's just your drive and your energy. And that's yeah. what it takes sometimes. You know, you have to be tenacious. You have to like have this sort of like blind confidence about it. Yeah. Like I could do it. Yeah. You don't have to know. Everybody think yeah. they gotta know how. You just gotta know what you want. Yeah. Yep. You know 100%. what I mean? And I feel like the energy that you have for something will make the frequency high enough to draw it to you. I believe that. You know I what I mean? Yep. And um, and so now we're in this thing where, you know, uh, we're in the middle of a strike, mm -hmm. right? Um, SAG, AFTRA, mm -hmm. 
the writer's strike. Uh, mm -hmm. We're all in solidarity and we're all creatives, mm -hmm. right? So how does that affect you now as a producer yeah. wanting to go on to the next and now we all like at a sort of like a pause? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, you know, as a producer, I don't, I don't have anything to produce if the writers don't write it, right? And then if the writers write it, I don't have anything to produce if the actors don't act in it. Right. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, you know, we, we have to be in solidarity because there's only one word to describe any of the strikes and it's necessary. Yeah. Right. Because really it, there's, there's a lot more than money at stake. And I think people are start, finally starting to realize that there's a lot more than money at stake right now. There's, there's uh, longevity and livelihood, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's just also just morality, you yeah. know, like the idea of like, AI is not evil, right? It's, it's how you use it and using it responsibly. And I think that's all the people are asking for right now. Right? Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I feel like, it sounds, you know, very intimidating to the industry at a moment, at this moment. Yeah, and yeah. we have so many things that we need to secure because let's say 10 years from now, 15 years now, it might be a whole new different game. Mm -hmm. We got a plan for the future, mm -hmm. right? 20 years ago when I came in the game, the game was so different. Like mm -hmm. we didn't know about streaming. Was, there was no, stream. was no streaming. We just had cable. Yeah. And we only had one. Yeah. It was MTV and HBO, right? <laughs> like, like, and now there's multitudes of cable. Uh, there's multitudes of, of opportunities for actors to, to work, right? And that's the upside to the game. Mm -hmm. That now is about equality. It is about, you know, like you said, morality. Like, let's just do what's right for people. Like, we want to work and do a good job. We're not trying to go back and be treated unfairly, you know, nice. wage-wise or, yeah. or, or you know, when it comes to residuals and things of that nature. Yeah. We're, we're talented people. We provide a service. We hopefully we make art. Yeah. Hopefully we make something that, that lands for the people. Yeah. That's my whole thing. Like, I always want to do something that I think will make the culture thrive. Like, yeah. do you feel like that? I do feel like that, but I'm going to ask you a question next. Go ahead. Do you, do you, think, do you think that the institutions know what the culture wants more than the culture does? No. So why are our business models created in a way where the decision's not being made by the culture? Well- You know what I mean? That, that's a very, very, very good one. The thing about it is a lot of the things that are in place are old, right? Facts. Like it, it, it would be the perfect example. It's like, how could you have imagined what hip hop would become in 50 years? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hip hop was supposed to be a summer or two. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. oh, it's a yeah, little yeah. fast. Yeah, this yeah, little yeah. fad right now catches a scratching yeah. in the park, but it'll be gone <laughs> by next summer. No, it ain't. There, yeah. There's a couple more summers kept coming yeah. and more people start digging it and feeling it. And then all of a sudden the styles is driving the culture and people are spending money to wear this type of styles of clothes and people are listening to this kind of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the point where the culture is dictating the flow. Mm -hmm. The culture is top billing. Like, mm -hmm. that's what we do. We are dictating what is cool. We are dictating what people are wearing. We're dictating how we move, right? And that's worldwide. So that that has to, that has to be incorporated within the structures of the, the way we move forward, I feel. I agree. I agree. You know, I think and it's part of the reason I'm building what I'm building right now, because I, I realized, you know, years ago, like, it's not, it's not that we don't have to be in a contentious situation right now, Right. Equity does can exist and does exist in some situations when it comes to creating stories and, and then profiting off of those. Mm. But you have to do it as a collective, right? Absolutely, it can't be that one entity does and the other one and the other group, other people in the group don't. And so, you know, what we're building, hopefully, we'll be able to talk about it soon. But what we're building right now is really the ability to tell these stories 
outside the system and then sell it back to the system at a premium, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but do it in a way where it's the culture driving the storytelling, not the system driving the storytelling, right? And then and you just sort of back, uh, uh, back, back, uh, back door it in that way, you know? Yeah, so, I feel, yeah. I feel like now moving forward. For your generation, um, I feel like you guys have no ceilings when it comes to creativity because mm -hmm. the technology that you guys have, mm -hmm. the types of cameras that are available are yeah. bonkers. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. You I mean you can edit a film on your phone? Thanks. You can edit, if you got a laptop, you could go, you could produce a record in two days, you know, stuff like mm -hmm. that. But but here's here's the thing. What we gotta do is own our stuff. That's right. See, to me, that's now, now. 30 years, it'll be 30 years in the game for me. Wow. I you feel guys. like the most important thing is, is ownership of your content, okay. right? Producing things that you want to do. Like you said, I'm, I, all right, you know what? I don't need to have that meeting with y'all so y'all can tell me what I, what I see in my mind. How about this? I'm going to shoot it, show it to you, and sell it to you. Mm -hmm. Now, now you have the IP, you own it, and you license it. See, that's the game. That's the game. That's the that's game. That's the game. That's the game. That's the game. That's free game, too. A free game. <laughs> I charge 42000 for that. That's free. <laughs> no, nah, fact, that's exactly right, man. That's mm. that's what I'm on right now. You know, that's what a lot of us, even, you know, Chuck, we've been talking about the same thing, like, Calmatic. Like, it's it's a whole class of us that realize that, you know, because we, we've, we've sat at the feet of, you know, the legends, you know what I mean? Like, you, and but also just watched how it's been done. And, and to your point, a lot of the rules that exist today are old ones, right? Yeah, like and, laws. Yeah, like laws. I mean, it's been a law. I tell my lawyers all the time, like, look, you can't tell me that film is, on one hand, the youngest art form of all art forms. Music is way older, mm. right? Spoken word is way older. Uh -huh. Literature is way older, right? It's the youngest art, one of the youngest art forms, right? It's been over, you know, existing for like a little over 100 years. So you can tell me that the youngest art, for, art form can't change the way that the business of that art form is done? let's break the mold like why not you know and i think i think that is the sort of bottleneck we're feeling right now with the strike and, and just in, in general the unrest we're feeling in general but um but honestly it's exciting man because where there's chaos there's also opportunity and so i think that's what people are realizing now and and uh you know it'll it'll all get resolved both sides will find a way to to, to, to come to a, a even ground but ultimately man I'm, I'm excited just about the what the energy that's happening yeah right man I, I feel like people are awake yeah. I feel like people are passionate about something right now yeah. and people are looking towards the future to make it better. And that's the part that I like about, you know, people standing for something where you go, okay, well, okay, well, we're not going for that, but mm -hmm. we want an opportunity to be able to do this, this, and that as well. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's gangster. Cause like you said, all that's going to create something. Something's yeah. good going to happen. Yeah. And those who are ready in position, you can, you can fly. And that's why I love having my own podcast because I get an opportunity to interview different types of artists, right? And that's what pop, top billing is about. It's like, you know, we all want to be top billing. We want to be the best at our, at our, in our lane. We want to be recognized as one of the greats or somebody that made a difference, right? Mm -hmm. What I like about you is that you're young and you see it already. That's so invigorating. Like, you know, I always wonder about the next generation, like the next, <laughs> you know, the next, you know, Bill Bellamy or the next, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Scorsese coming yeah. up. Are they going to be innovative? Are they going to bring something to the game the game's never seen before? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, we tapped in, man. I mean, you know, I think even with the stories that I'm that I picked to choose to produce, like mm -hmm. a lot of them are, uh, are are very much so creating the comp, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is there's for, the, for like I'm, I just did, got a movie coming out right now, 
Jamie Foxx and Tiana Paris and, mm. and, uh, and, and John Boyega. And like, it's a sci-fi mystery comedy. Right. Those three words don't go together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it is black folks in the center of it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so like stuff like that, man, is it gets me excited because it means, yes, it's going to be harder to get those joints done because there's no comp for the, for the system to point to and say, okay, we it's like this. So we'll give you that same amount of money to make it. But I like that. That means that after we make something, then now there's an example that other people can point to after us. Right? Absolutely. So, you know, my whole thing is like whatever I'm doing, try to leave leave it better than I found it. You know. What? Who are some of the uh, the people that influenced you as a youngster coming up in the in the film game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was actually people the people that influenced me in the film game were people that were outside of film game for the most part. Okay. With the exception of Spike Spike Lee, right? Okay. So obviously Morehouse man, you know. But he um, he he pulled up to. To Morehouse so many times, and people was like, "Look, you scared of Spike?" Yeah, you know wow. Like, just because he he a legend, you know what I mean? He kind of float on water, low key, you know. Right. Um, but <laughs> he, he said low water, key, you know. But he but he also like he like Spike's just an intense creative, you know. Right. He just is, and so so people kind of be like kind of shy, and so I, I walked up to him and gave him the same energy he was giving he was getting everybody else, you know right, what I mean? Right. And he was like, "What's your name, youngster?" And right, and so after that, man, we just. He just trying to help us get the film program going, but but um, but he became a, a sort of mentor during that time and wrote my recommendation letter to get into grad school and everything. But like that, he very much so his work was even more impactful on me than his actual product, like his actual like person, right? Wow. Like, like the Malcolm X movie was life changing for me as a kid. You know, uh, watching watching Bamboozle was life changing for me as a kid, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then watching him go from that and also go do Inside Man, like stuff like that, like that really. It really took it for a flip, for a flip, but but outside of that, man, it was it was people in in music really that that got me they got me excited. So right? when you when yeah. you think of because you are hip hop, yeah, like yeah. like I feel like you yeah, invite like yeah. you, you you remind me of my boy La Russell, like like La Russell. Oh, it, man, oh my him, God, man. I yeah. love this kid, man. He up in the bay, man. The dude is dope. It's like it's like y'all embody so much swag and just coolness about it. Appreciate it, bro. Um, who who you rocking right now? Who's your top Ooh, five right young now? in, in hip hop right now? Man, you, right now, yeah. right now, um, J. Cole for sure. Carolina oh, come boy. On, come on. Got man. to. Got you know, to. Number, number one. one stop playing with me. J. Cole. Um, uh, I, I mean, you know, also Coyle Ray. Coyle Ray. She cold. She cold. A lot of people ain't talking. That's yeah. a heat seeker right there. She cold. <laughs> uh, I give you another, I give you another uh woman too, Flage. I don't know. She flies, so Flage is uh she was on like rap game back in the day and American Got Talent, but right, she's a she's a star basketball player on the LSU team, but she also the cold rapper. Her she's a, her her dad was uh camouflage, who no passed way. away years ago before she was even born. Wow. So she's she's cold, right? I, I really drawn to like rappers who got something to say mm-hmm. um and have some substance, but also like doing it with so much swag that you don't feel like it's work when you're listening to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like you know, Cole got some tracks where he's just like, all right, I got to study this joint. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, he giving you some, some he's he lacing so, it with some I, sauce. I, I, don't, I don't even understand what lane you could put J. Cole in. J. Cole yeah. is one of my favorite. He's actually he's actually in my top five. And what I love most about J. Cole is like, he's so J. Cole. Like, he yeah. don't sound like nobody else. He His whole thing is just him. I don't know if this is the South Carolina in him. It's, <laughs> it's, it's his work ethic. Yeah. It's his thought process. Yeah. You know, I love his wordplay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The things he says and how he puts it together. Yeah. He hits you with some shit. His metaphors, you just be like, because the king of the metaphors is Lil Wayne to me. I agree. Facts. I mean, 
Wayne say stuff. If you Facts. was high, you gotta be hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Let yeah, me play yeah, that yeah. back one more time. What did he say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember Wayne said some shit. He said I was I was so high I could vomit on a comet. I'm like, God damn, how high you wanna be? <laughs> damn. Pretty doggone high right yeah, there. Yeah, that's that's pretty much yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, you yeah. okay? Hey, now nah, I don't want to be much higher than a comet, <laughs> but um, also too, brother. I just want to know, like, I mean, you come from um, a very, very religious background, yeah. working in the church and stuff yeah. like that, and, yeah. you know, dad, a pastor, you know, was there any resistance to you wanting to be in the entertainment game coming from a religious family? There was no, there was no resistance, man. And I think it's interesting, like, when I when I tell people in Hollywood that right. my pops is, you know, a, a Southern black preacher, you yeah. know what I mean? They assume, like, oh, you grew up real restricted, and yeah. it was just like, you know, like, not at all, really, you know, like, I... There was certain stuff I just knew not to do. You ain't doing that. I ain't got to say it. You ain't got to say it. You ain't right. got to say it. I ain't right. even going to try, you know. Right. It was just a respect thing. But, um, but no, nah, I mean, the only resistance really was was my mom. She was like, that's 3,000 miles away. We ain't got no people out oh, there. No, nobody out there. You know what I'm saying? The only person I had out there at the time, out here out in L.A. was the time was my cousin, uh, Lee Thompson Young, who's famous Jay Jackson. And, uh, and that was the only, you know, and, and, you know, rest in peace to Lee, but... Uh, but he he was the only person in LA, you know, and so they were like, we don't know, we don't know nothing about LA. Like, what you gonna do when yeah. you get out there? So I tell you that the <laughs> advice that my, my pops gave me, what he said, my mom and my pops gave me, they they said, whatever you do, don't sell your soul and don't sell your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Okay. All right, cool. I, that's you easy. I'm good on both of those. I'm good on both of those. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was the only oh advice I gave you. Oh, my God. Man. I remember the first time. You just reminded me uh, when I told my mom I was going to move to L.A. Yeah. She's like, boy, be careful. They do a lot of cocaine out there. <laughs> like, cocaine is on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, everywhere you go, you just getting cocaine thrown in your pocket. Tree. Yeah, you just pick for a tree. I'm like, man, yeah. what up, big dog? What up? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you out here, man. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love, I love you being here. I love what you're trying to do. I love what you're doing and what you shall continue to do. If you were able to, um, this is just a fun part on the show that I love to have with yeah. my young talented people. All right. All facts, all facts on top billing, all facts on top billing with Steven Dr. Love. All right. You get five artists right now. Okay. Five artists to open up for your next movie project. Y'all having an after y'all having an after party, mm. but before that, they get to perform at your next project. Which artist and why? Go. First one's the easiest, Erica Badu. Oh. Badu was in my very first movie mm. back in the day. Uh, she blessed us with that. And she actually, Easter egg, put a song in the new movie that we just dropped. Okay, to. okay, so, okay. Yeah, Boom, yeah. bow. So that, so Badu. Gotta have Erica. Gotta have her. <laughs> I already told you, J. Cole's my favorite, so. Just, just on GP and, and and like just to be selfish, I gotta have Cole pull up so I can beat the brother. Yeah, you know I mean? okay. So J Cole, J Cole, right? um, Nas, <sighs> you know, definitely gotta have an OG. Legendary, gotta have an OG. Method Man, mm, another legend. Yeah, Meth, Meth, Meth actually uh, is in the movie that I got coming out next year. Like, and dude was in Colombia with me for four months shooting this movie. Man, it was it, that dude is amazing, He's amazing actor, amazing rapper. So gotta have shout out to Meth. <laughs> All right, so we got the South, we got New York, mm -hmm. uh, we got Texas, we got Texas. Mm -hmm. All right, so West Coast, I'm gonna go West Coast. I'm gonna go West Coast, Auto. You gotta give me uh, West Side Boogie. Oh, Young Cat, Young Cat. man, okay. West Side Boogie cold. If I, ain't heard I didn't him see, yet, I didn't see that coming. He cold. Okay. He cold. All right. All right. All right. And then I'm gonna go OG. I'm gonna go OG uh, mm -hmm. West Coast. 
let's get Dre to pull up. You want Dre? I want Dre. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he gonna bring all his homies, you know what I mean? Oh my God, man. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, one more question I wanna ask you on uh, all facts with Steven Dr. Love. Five movies that you saw as a youngster. Ooh. Five movies Ooh, that hard. changed your life. All right, here we go. Lion your King. favorite, it could be your favorite, it was crazy, whatever. Lion King. Lion King. I know it's animated, but okay. it changed my life. You right? have a sensitive life. Yeah, yeah, sensitive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The Lion, Lion King. King. <laughs> okay, go ahead, next. Uh, Malcolm X. Facts. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, monster. Yeah, definitely Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Godfather 2, specifically. Why? Specifically Godfather 2. Godfather mm. 1 was cool. But Godfather the, 3, they could have kept. But two, 2 was hard was body. It was hard. Hard body. It was hard. Not questions. It was hard. So what's that? That four? Four. One more. One more. Um, oh. The one that that movie that that absolutely changed my life and made in, in a way that inspired me as a kid to want to be creative was this movie called Pay It Forward. This uh, movie, man, it's it's really about. I saw that. Uh, my man, um, Haley Joel Osment, Helen Hunt. It's just it's just about this little kid who gets an assignment in class to like come up with an idea to change the world. And so all the other kids have like resources. They got some money, whatever. So they their parents have to make a really cool looking project. He didn't have that, so all he took was a piece of chalk to the board. And Drew, like, if I can help three people with one thing that, that will change their lives and they can't repay me except for doing it for somebody else, then eventually he had, like, a pyramid of people that he had helped change, change their life, yeah. right? And it was all from my idea. And I'm like, man, this kid changed the world with an idea. Like, I want to do that. That was it. That's gangster. That was it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at Top Billing with one of the most talented producer, writer, this guy is bananas. You will not stop hearing about Stephen Dr. Love. Respect. And I don't, I don't know why he a doctor. We gonna figure <laughs> out later, maybe he a dentist, maybe he do his optometrist. I don't know, but he got fly shades on. Let's give a round of applause for our special guest today, everybody. Stephen Dr. Love in the building. Appreciate Let's it, get it. I always throw a Rottweiler when I can. I love it. <laughs> Chillin', this is chillin'.